Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Blacklight. Directed and co-written by Mark Williams, Blacklight is the action film starring Liam Neeson. The movie is out now, but if you haven't seen Blacklight yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our review. We will be talking spoilers. Mark Williams adapted the script from an original screenplay by Nick May titled Undercover of Darkness, a 1970s period thriller depicting the Nixon White House's involvement in the real-life FBI surveillance program Contelpro. Thanks to Anarchy PR, we were able to check this one out early. Jason, you have the plot. Travis Block, played by Liam Neeson, lives and fights in the shadows. A freelance government fixer, Block is a dangerous man whose assignments have included extracting agents out of deep cover situations. When Block discovers a shadowy program called Operation Unity, is striking down ordinary citizens for reasons known only to Block's boss, FBI Chief Robinson, played by Aidan Quinn, he enlists the help of a journalist who is played by Emmy Raver Lapman, but his past and present collide when his daughter and granddaughter are threatened. Okay. This is um we need we need to have a conversation about Liam Neeson. <laughs> These where shall we start? Films are not getting <laughs> we we've reviewed a lot of Liam Neeson films, it feels like, and they're not getting better. No, no. And at the end, at the end of the day, if if it's like, if I can watch a Liam Neeson movie and still just have a fun time with it and not take it too seriously, I feel like we've had a successful film. I can't say that's happened here. And I guess, like you said, you know, no. we've had a few films with him in the lead role there, uh, sort of taking that trajectory of descent. <laughs> you know, ahead of watching this, it's been such a long time since I've watched the Taken films. I was going to go back and do a rewatch, and then I thought, even before watching this, that would be a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that bar would that just first one. That first one in particular, such a good Liam Neeson action film. And he has done some decent ones in the last couple of years, but I think the last one I really liked of his was The Commuter. Yeah, that was, and that was pretty interesting, you know, obviously the situation and things like the situation that that movie involved. But look, we we don't want to get too bogged down on uh, previous Liam Neeson films because we have that habit when we obviously are trying to avoid talking about the movie that we've got. Well, that's why I thought if we if we do it at the top of the podcast, get it out of the way. Right, and then we could just... But it's just... Okay, and they, uh, you're right. Let's talk about this movie and review this movie. But I, I just want to say, like, okay, so we were given the, uh, like, an early screener of, of this film to review. Um, and you know, it, it's, we, we are put in a, a sort of difficult situation sometimes when this does happen, because I, I think the aim of us reviewing it and having a chat about it and, and, you know, getting people aware of the film, but I think the expectation is like, you know, we come away from it and in a way we're selling the film, you know, like we're, we're supposed to entice people to go out and buy tickets for this movie. So I feel like I'm in a bit of a tricky spot because I've got to really struggle to do that. 
Yeah, but that's not that's not the job of a reviewer. Uh, of course, of course. You're going to talk about it, good or bad, and it's it's getting word of mouth out there. I mean, of course, a studio is going to want good word of mouth, but we can't say we enjoyed something if we didn't, because then what's the point? That's all right. We've got integrity. We must uphold it. <laughs> um, but like. Do you, do you want to give us a breakdown? Uh, I guess a, a better, bigger breakdown of like the plot, things that are happening in this movie, because I, I find it difficult sometimes when it's a Liam Neeson movie and it's not about someone or something being taken from him. I, I <laughs> when that's I mean, not the that's... plot, I, I get very lost. I, I don't know what's. I don't know what's going well, on. Well, then you can fo- <laughs> then you can follow this movie because you know family members do get taken. I guess they do. Um, I suppose they do. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. His I mean, daughter and his granddaughter. Yeah, but I mean, spoiler alert: they get taken into witness protection. So <laughs> they not, still get taken. It's not really. They still the get taken. Thing. I mean, breakdown of the plot: you got Neeson and Travis Block. So he's the fixer. His best mate. May or may not be a baddie. He is a baddie. I mean, <laughs> obvious. I mean, he was clearly behind the whole thing. And slowly, Travis figures out that his mate is a baddie. And that's it. That's the movie. You've got the journalist. I do recognize, I do recognize the actress from the Umbrella Academy. She's one of the kids in that show. But other than that, and is his mate, you've got Aidan Quinn. It's like the cast is it's not one of those films where, oh, that's a person from that thing, other than the examples that I've just given. It's a lot of people, to my knowledge, I've not seen before. The acting isn't the best. And just the production, it just seems really cheap. I mean, this is a film that takes place in Washington, D.C. You've got the FBI. But in reality, the film was shot in Melbourne. That's exciting. And there's a... (laughs) You do get to see a car chase, which was shot in Canberra. So there you go. It's a bit flashier. So it's Australia with American flags. Yeah. Yeah, But you're right. Like, like visually, you've got I think like it, there'll be some like cityscape shots where it's like, oh, look, this is the city we're in. But then when you get down into the action, it's like, it's like we're on the street, but not like, you know, what you'd expect from like a big action sort of thing where it's like, you know, we're really getting through the street. It's like an intimate, almost like, is it actually on the streets of Melbourne or is this a set? That's how I just found those those scenes on the street just very enclosed and just claustrophobic. I just felt very tight in them. Uh, I don't know, like, which I think just made the and movie that, feel small. Yeah. And that, that's a technique that, like, in the 90s, the noughties, and even now, I guess, they use, like, techniques like tightness to, like, make it not like a set. You know, they've got like a set, they've got so many angles they can use. Yeah. They get creative where they're going to put the camera, but they're not really using a lot. And it it does have that feel of being small in scale. But you know, as the as the movie like plods along, I mean, 
you know, like there's a few, like a few people kind of are killed. It's like for for a short period of time, you know, the, the movie starts to almost feel like um, almost like a bit of a slasher film without obviously the like the violence, but just it's like, oh, well, that person's dead now. Oh, that person's been killed. It's like, okay, who's next? That's that does stop. But like, you know, like you said, you tried to de- deconstruct the plot there. That's about it. It's like we're given this, there's this mystery that's dangled in front of us being like, oh, what's going on? But it's sort of like, yeah, yeah, like the mystery isn't any, really anything that I think the audience cares about or that the movie sets up for us to care about enough that when things are starting to unfold, it's sort of like, okay, like you said, bad guy is the bad guy. Cool. That's, that's the movie. That's it. Should we talk some positives? I've got some positives. Oh, thank God. What? Tell me. Yeah, <laughs> please. <laughs> We're not getting young man Liam Neeson here. And, and, you know, he's not been young for a while. He's been acting for a very long time. This movie actually shows him playing a character that is slower. He does get out of breath. So I liked that about it. It's not this unstoppable machine that even in recent films it could still appear to be. So at least we've got him slowing down. Um, well, I guess his that's, character. That's good. There's a bit of realism, I suppose, thrown in there. Yeah. And you'd have to you, at this point. His character has OCD and he's got personality traits that isn't good for his family. You know, with his daughter, his granddaughter, checking how many exits, you know, just... and But he's able to use that in his line of work. So it's like, okay. So there's there's some things in there where he's, okay, so it looks like Liam Neeson from pretty much every film since Taken, but at least we're getting something a little bit different in his character. You know what, you're right. I do like that they kind of gave his character those quirks. And then there was the, the dynamic with like the granddaughter and obviously the um, almost estranged or at least strained uh, relationship with the, with his daughter. And then obviously how that affects him and his granddaughter's relationship and then how his sort of issues are sort of reeling onto her. I, I liked all of that, but then it was sort of overshadowed by the really crappy acting that surrounded it all. Um, and I want. I wish I, I could don't, just. Um, I don't like to point fingers, but the actress playing his daughter in particular. Yeah, you know, it's the daughter and the granddaughter. Look, I don't like picking on kids in movies. It's but hard with kids, though. It's it, hard it can with be. kids, but but this kid yeah. was like over the top. Like I was like, oh, anytime she spoke, everything was like amazing and had to be. Like, I couldn't deal there. <laughs> it was rough. But yeah, the daughter, um, she uh, just, just very deadpan, just like the opposite of the granddaughter, just like no energy. <laughs> I guess, yeah. um, I, at least Every, yeah. trying to everything, go contrast. everything was flat. But I just, I'd love to know what Liam Neeson thinks about all this. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't care about I mean, because I mean, but to be honest, right? We when we review his films, it's films like this. He's not just making films like this. Like he made a film 
think was it last year, a drama, like a low budget movie with his real life son. And he is still making dramas. He's not just doing these action movies. But I guess, you know, cinema going audience, younger people, maybe there's more of an appetite for him to do these types of films. And he does these so he can do the smaller dramas that he likes to do. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know where his interests are at. Well, you think can... he's, he's, he might be taking like the Jackie Chan sort of um, approach where it's like, let's, let's churn out a few crummy ones and I can, I can help fund something a little bit better, more enticing. Is that, yeah, is that maybe. Or it might, it might thoroughly just enjoy doing these. Now, I've just, um, I mean, out of curiosity, I know you did say, and, and I agree to move on. I'm just curious, just looking at what films he's done recently. I mean, this movie is a 2022 film. Looking at last year, he had The Ice Road, which we, we reviewed. Silly fun. Marksman. Silly fun. Marksman. Yeah. Sure. Marksman. Sure. I have watched it, but we didn't review it. 2020 Honest Thief. That one we did do. Made in Italy. I think that might be the one where it's him him and his son. I think that's the one with his that son. sounds like a drama. And then he's doing things like Ordinary Love, Cold Pursuit. Oh, Widows. That was pretty good. Men in Black International. That was a big one in 2019. We really have done a lot of Liam Neeson, you know, <laughs> on the podcast. Um, yeah. His catalog. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's he's consistently working. Back in 2016, he did a film with Martin Scorsese, Silence. But now he's doing this. He's got doing to, Blacklight. But I've got, to, I've, got to, I've got to say something. Like, it wasn't until this movie, and I don't know why I've never really asked this question before. Look, I mentioned that the, the daughter and the granddaughter are pretty crummy acting. But look, I it was about probably 20 minutes into this film, and I was like, hang on. Is Liam Neeson a good actor? And I didn't know how to answer it because what he was giving me in this movie was making me think, no. Then I was like, but I've enjoyed him in other things, but is he a good actor in them? Or is it just, you know, the movie is fun and I enjoy them. He does enough to make me go, yay, cool. And then I was trying to think of all the roles that he's done from, you know, Qui-Gon Jinn to, you know, Taken to, you know, Love Actually. It's just just all sorts. You know, Batman Begins. And I was like, is he pretty much the same guy in every movie? Just like in this one, he has a beard or this one, he has a cloak or a lightsaber or whatever. I mean, I, don't know. I, I would definitely go as far as saying similar. <laughs> Very similar. He's sim- like, he's similar. What is his range? But, <laughs> he, he's, but he's been doing it like his whole career. And you mentioned Batman Begins. You reminded me of another actor, Michael Caine. Yeah, yeah. I can watch Michael Caine in anything. But is Michael Caine? Again, Batman Begins. Is he good as Alfred? Yeah. But he's Michael Caine. <laughs> Looks that's like true. Michael Caine. That's true. Sounds like Michael Caine. But he's like Alfred. Yeah, that's good. Now, he is a good actor, Liam Neeson. He is. But he's, honestly, this one, more than those others that we've listed, it's just like he's on autopilot. Yeah, yeah, there's just something wasn't landing with this one. And, you know, like you jump to the end of this movie, everything's all well and funny for some reason. He's now reconciled with his daughter, even though nothing really developed 
on screen in this movie to make that happen. Um, and it's just that, that closing moment where it's like the kids making, you know, her high pitched voice and laughing. And then Liam Neeson's like big smile on his face and he's giggling. And it's like, what is this? I hate this. I, I just, I don't like this stuff. Like, I just, I don't know. It was just corny, cheesy. The acting wasn't helping. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there was one moment in this movie where Liam Neeson has a phone in his hand and he's sort of like, you know, kind of being a little bit aggressive. And I'm like, oh, I'm getting a getting that one moment in Taken sort of like vibes there. But other than that, he wasn't doing, I don't know, or am I just tired of him? I don't want to say it. I don't want to say that I am. Uh, he, I mean, I, I get everything you're saying. And I think we're in a similar situation. But what I will say, Liam Neeson is not where Bruce Willis is. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you know, so that, is, that is true. These, these films, and they're very similar, they still get a theatrical release. Yeah. But it's like... He's, it, still, he's it, still on the big screen. Is that Bruce Willis's choice, do you reckon? I mean... I shared those articles with you not too long ago about this whole thing that what Bruce Willis is doing with the movies. It's it's referred to as like a not like a, a geezer, geezer something, like geezer cameo or walk on, where basically he's in somebody else's movie, but the film is marketed as a Bruce Willis movie. He's prominently on the cover, yet he's in it for very little screen time. It's almost like a con, but like just yeah, it's like, ah, oh, if we put you in it, we can use you on the poster and you get a paycheck. Yeah, but it's, much, sure. you know, he, and it's, he seems to be doing well out of it. I mean, yeah. personally, I think it's a shame because I really do like Bruce Willis as an actor. But, you know, that's not Liam Neeson. That's not this film. <laughs> let's, let's, let's rate Blacklight out of five. Uh, I suppose I'm, I'm going first. Uh, this is an extremely underwhelming um just it's it's really a nothing movie there's you know it plays like like a what is it like a 90 minute sort of um procedural of of a television show that happens to be starring Liam Neeson like it seems to just be a one-off event of a tv show that is an extended episode like that's that's how it feels to me it felt very small the acting is just nothing to get any way excited about and that's even from Liam Neeson as well and it pains me to say it the action is not again anything there's a car chase scene that's kind of cool there's a there's a couple like little hand to hand you know Liam Neeson has a gun kind of moments but I don't know. I got to the end of the movie and I was just like, thank God. So, again, to be completely truthful and honest, this is this is not a great movie at all. Um, I'll give it a 1.5 out of 5. Yeah, and I think that is absolutely fair. I mean, things I did like about it, I've said he's showing his age, he's slowing down. His character has some quirks that we've not seen from him in these movies that are, again, 
very similar. I, yeah, it's, there's a cheapness to it. There's a lot of flat performances. I mean, we've not really talked about the guy that's going to the press in the first place, uh, played by Taylor John Smith, Dusty Crane. Kind of sets off the whole film. Should maybe you mentioned him at some point. Yeah, maybe. Yes, he's the one that's going to the journalist and there's that fight in the stairwell or the fire escape. And then, yeah, I kind of thought he'd stick around for a little bit longer, but not the case. Yeah, this... And I mean, the runtime, one hour 44, I felt it. Did feel that runtime. Like when you were saying it felt like a 90-minute TV episode. I wish (laughs) that it was a little bit shorter. (laughs) Ran a little bit long for me. Yeah. I, I mean, as you've said, this is something, a movie that we got access to as a screener. And yeah, I'd like to sit here and say good things, but this movie wasn't enjoyable. So there you go. We've both come in at a joint 1.5 out of 5. So I guess if you if you do want to watch and uh, check this movie out uh, in cinemas now, uh, go for it. Have a good time. <laughs> Look, maybe maybe other viewers will get something out of this. Maybe. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Liam Neeson, if you like him, being Liam Neeson in an action film is doing that here. But it is more of a thriller than an action film. But yeah, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. We gave a couple of examples. Anyway, as always, we like to close out on a little bit of trivia. And I've got to be honest, didn't find much for this movie. So this is what I have. It is the fourth Liam Neeson action film to be released in the month of February after Unknown in 2011, Nonstop in 2014, and Cold Pursuit in 2019. I mean, the trivia is not always going to be interesting, but it's factual. <laughs> Look with the facts. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I, I got nothing else, so I thought that'll do, that'll do. I didn't realise, or I should have anticipated it, that we'd be talking about all those other Liam Neeson films already. Although Liam Neeson podcast, uh, we didn't actually. <laughs> those examples I just gave, we didn't mention them until now. So there we go. We've covered off more of his back catalogue. Well, that's it. And I, yeah, you know, I mentioned a few of the the big ones: Star Wars Episode One, Batman Begins, Love Actually. You know, mixing it up. Yeah, we really have. Like, yeah, gone through quite a lot. I've, yeah, Men in Black. That was name checked. Mm. Well, that's it for our review of Blacklight. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. Schindler's List. Uh, We are on social media. You can find (laughs) us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film Studio Podcast. Michael Collins. And we also have our companion shows, Rewinding Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. Can't think of another one, so I'll just say Taken 2. If you missed it, we recently reviewed Hotel Transylvania, Transformania, and keep an eye out for our next review, Moonfall. He was in the Lego movie, yes. (laughs) The Grey, the A-Team, 
Oh, God. That's it. That's, that's it. <laughs> we know there's more. That's enough. I've even lost where we are in the script. You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon. Best outro ever, I reckon. <laughs>